Welcome to our podcast, Hey David, where Grandpa Rod talks about life and attitudes, hope and success. Each week, he raises a new topic for David to consider. We hope it speaks to you too. We also hope you'll invite your friends to listen and that you'll share your comments with us. Here is Rod with today's topic. Hi, I'm Rod MacArthur, David's grandpa and narrator of the Hey David podcast. Thanks for listening. I want David to have the best grandfatherly counsel I can give. It could be that you'll gain some light pointers too. Welcome. Today, I'm going to talk with David about taking responsibility for choices and actions. Responsibility ducking, finger pointing, and blame shifting never fixed anything. Stand up and man up. Own it and move on. Let me share it with you. Hey David, it's Grandpa. I wonder if you ever made a decision that you later regretted. I have. I've made decisions that cost me money, that alienated friends, or that embarrassed me. I've made decisions and taken actions that hurt people. I'm speaking from a lifetime of experience. I've had lots of time to regret bad decisions. Sometimes, regrettably, I sidestepped culpability by making excuses. Today I'm talking about saying no to excuse-making and just admitting, I did it. Recently, we talked about advice. Unsolicited advice is annoying. I'll give you that. But even it can be mistake-saving advice. Solicited advice is usually helpful, especially if you seek it from people who know what they're doing or saying. David, listen. Getting a second opinion is well worth your time. Finding fault, blame-shifting, or finger-pointing are all part of a nasty syndrome of avoiding responsibility. It's easier to blame Ralph than it is to say, I did it. Sadly, this is as old as recorded history. If you'll be thoughtful and reflect on decision-making before choosing, you could eliminate the impulse to make excuses later or to shift blame. Decision-making must involve cautious contemplation. Always give it. Don't be like Adam. Here is my retelling of that ancient story, Adam and Eve, in the garden, when they were tempted by the serpent. There they were, brand new to the garden, and with only one restriction, don't eat of the fruit of that tree. But when Eve saw that the fruit was pleasant to look at, that it was good for food, and that it was desirable to make one wise, she ignored the clear command, picked the fruit, and ate it. Not only that, but she gave some to Adam too. Later that day, God asked Adam whether or not he ate the fruit. He quibbled that it was the woman's fault, as well as God's. Quote, you gave her to me, end quote. He whined, quote, so when she asked me to eat, I ate, end quote. After these excuses, he finally said, I did it. Notice how Adam responded to God's simple question. Did you eat any of the fruit from that tree? His first answer was, the woman. 
His second attempt to duck responsibility was, you gave her to me. But when it boiled right down to it, he ultimately said, I did it. Adam didn't have the guts to say no to his wife, but he sure was quick to blame her. Rather than admitting, I made a mistake, I listened to the wrong voice, it was my fault, I did it, he became dodgy. Blaming others, he said, you gave her to me, and she gave me the fruit, implying, I won't take responsibility for this, it's not my fault that I did it. As you know, trying to duck responsibility for his role in the problem didn't excuse Adam or relieve him of the results of his actions. He still had to live through the consequences of his choices. It's the same sad story today. Accountability, or responsibility, is ownership. It's my fault. I did it. Sometimes what I did is so bad I want to hide from it. Sometimes the implications are so ugly I don't want to face them. Sometimes I dread the repercussions so much I want to run from them. I know. I've been there. But here's the deal. And really, there's no way to hide from this. Ownership of my actions is the only way out. It's the only cure. Consider the options. There are only two. The little devil on your left shoulder shouts, Avoid responsibility. Blame the circumstances. Point the finger at someone else. Say, it's not my fault. Should you listen to him? Or the little angel on your right shoulder whispers, Stand up and man up. Accept responsibility and get busy fixing it. Either of these two choices may be made in a moment, but their impact is life-directing. If you choose to duck responsibility and continue down that path, your options and your character will erode. But if you choose ownership of your actions and choices, you'll earn respect and open many doors. We lived in Indiana once, saw a repair shop owner boasting this on his signage. Quote, if we can't fix it, it ain't broken, end quote. He sure was confident in his abilities. This connects to what I'm saying. If I don't or won't acknowledge a mistake, if I don't see that it's broken, I can't correct it. Continually ducking responsibility leaves a cluttered trail of unresolved messes. The only way to mend fences, rebuild bridges, or restore relationships is to hold yourself accountable and accept responsibility. I did it. In addition to unresolved issues and unrepaired damage, blame shifting also erodes you. Your integrity suffers. Whenever you shift blame, you lie to yourself. Lying to yourself shreds integrity. Remember our discussion in Episode 7? There we saw integrity as an essential ingredient for great living. So, fess up. I did it. Acknowledge your mistakes, take the hit for them, and keep your integrity intact. David, your moral compass requires integrity to function. Just like... Wheels with zero tolerance keep a train on its track. Integrity keeps you on an upward trajectory. 
Holding yourself accountable is the backbone of integrity. Staying accountable is building the integrity necessary for success. Also, what kind of people do you want in your life? Noodle on that. Be crystal clear on it. Then answer the next query. Which of these character qualities will more likely attract them? One that blame shifts or one that accepts and owns responsibility? The more integrity you show, the more you will attract people of integrity. They'll want to be part of your inner circle. Further, your impact on future family rests on how you own your mistakes. Bank on it. You're going to make mistakes. As a husband and as a father, all men do. So, how will you respond when you're called out or when you realize that your family knows about you? It's perfectly okay to sit with your child and say, quote, I was wrong. I should have done it this way or I shouldn't have said that or whatever other mistake it may have been. Will you forgive me? End quote. You'll be showing them how a real man responds when he knows he's wrong. They'll respect you for it. You'll certainly earn my respect. If they know you're wrong and don't see you acknowledge it, their respect for you will diminish. More than that, they will be prone to dodge responsibility too, just like Dad. You will have perpetuated a line of less-than-honorable offspring. Instead, give them a great example to follow, one that induces trust in you and pride that you're their father. Be open and honest about your mistakes. I did it. A commitment like this has a surprisingly good side benefit. Knowing that you're committed to being open and honest with your family will produce in you a greater diligence to talk and act in such a way that you'll have nothing to hide. You can live with that. Additionally, an integrity founded on owning mistakes will open doors. Employers expect their employees to grow, and growth involves learning, sometimes through mistakes. You open yourself to your boss's guidance when you're completely candid about your failures. You will grow. But if you try to cover your failures, two distasteful things happen. He can't help you grow, and he'll know you're dishonest anyway. Honestly owning mistakes opens doors. My friend Mike ran several businesses and employed a variety of workers. He emphasized the value of total honesty. It was even more important to him than their being on time. Quote, If you lie to me or make excuses, he warned, I will let you go. If you tell me the truth, we'll work together to fix the problem. End quote. David, honesty might be your most important people skill. It will certainly affect your work relationships. If owning mistakes offers so many huge advantages, why do people lie about missteps or try to cover them up? How did you know he was lying? We've asked regarding many politicians. The sad, satirical response has been, his lips were moving. 
This is learned behavior, usually driven by fear. We're afraid to tell the truth because we fear what might happen to us if we do. We fear that honesty about mistakes will cost us something, a job, a friendship, an opportunity, or something else. Perhaps we learned at an early age that if we lie, we won't lose privileges. Maybe we are so overwhelmed by guilt that there seems no way out. Whatever our excuse might be for evading our mistakes, surely the consequences of evasiveness are far worse than what happens when we simply and honestly admit them. I did it. David, I've mentioned a few reasons why owning mistakes and holding yourself accountable is the path to take. It keeps you on the path of integrity. It's the only way to repair any damage you've caused. It makes you the kind of person who attracts good people into your life. It will set you up with your bosses as one they can trust and to whom they can entrust important business matters. It will provide and promote a loving family full of respect and influence. You must agree. These are all admirable advantages. They'll be yours with that kind of honesty. I did it. Or, as my other friend Mike told me today, about whenever his faults are laid on the table, I'll raise my hand to that. I love you, David. Thanks for listening. If you got something worth holding on to from this blurb, come back next Monday. Next week, I want to talk with David about weaknesses. We all have them, but how do we treat them? As excuses for failure or as opportunities to become stronger? Stronger is better. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Hey David. If you have thoughts, comments, or questions, please send them to rod underscore MacArthur at comcast.net. Rod will get back to you. Also, check out the church's website, www.churchofauburnwa.com. You'll discover a ton of information. You may especially enjoy the page Blurbs from Rod. Until Until next next Monday, Monday, have have a a joy-filled week.